I'm John. I'm Rob. And this is the Mimmon Podcast, where we talk all things NFTs and the rise of blockchain gaming. So Rob, there's been a lot of discussion about Ledger this week. They have. They really stirred the hornet's nest. Let's discuss. Just a quick reminder, if you watch this on YouTube, a like and a subscribe would be fantastic. And leave us a comment. Let us know what you want us to talk about next. And if you're on Apple Podcasts and Spotify, a five-star podcast review would be fantastic. So, Rob, Ledger, mm. it's been a interesting week. It has. I, 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 I said to you off air, I, there's so many layers to this because when it was announced and the controversy kicked off, I thought, um, oh God, yeah, I see, I see the problem. And then, and then I read into it a bit, and I was like, oh, I don't think I do see the problem. Like, that sounds, that sounds fine. And then I looked into it a bit further. And I was like, ah, no, there's the problem. And I was like, no, no, actually, that that can be solved by that. And then, and now I'm back to like, okay, no, there is kind of a problem. Like, it is. There's so many layers to this issue um, that, at first glance, it sounded kind of a boring topic, but it's not. <laughs> it really isn't. Yeah, I think it strikes to the core of why people use hardware wallets, just how secure they are. And, you know, with Ledger being the by far the number one hardware wallet provider, it was inevitable that uh, this change that they've implemented or update or whatever you want to call it uh, was going to stir up some controversy. And it it has. (laughs) Yeah, I think there's a lot of confusion. Yes. Part of the problem is there's a lot of confusion. And so I've watched two interviews with, um, I should definitely have his name, uh, Pascal Galtier. No, actually, it wasn't, it wasn't him. It was Charles someone. It's like the CTO. Um, and I, I've watched two interviews with him discussing the problem and what they, how they see it from their side. And where there's some misunderstandings, and that there's, he's he really nails some some stuff that I think we all kind of thought. Let's let's start by what this is. Mm-hmm. Um, do you want to give a an overview of what this? I I don't want to call it an update. It's a service. What this yes. service is. So the and Milk Road did a really good kind of TLDR on this. So I'm just going to be reading off the, uh, one of their most recent newsletters. But um, effectively. Ledger have released a new service called Ledger Recover. Um, Ledger Recover, or is it Recover or Recovery? Recover. No, it's Recover. Recover, great. Um, Don't know why I just call it Recovery, but oh well, let's move on. Um, So it's a new opt-in tool that lets users recover their private key if it gets lost. Now, if you just take, before I go on, if you just take that one sentence, you can understand why a lot of people are worried. Like, oh my God. Ledger has access to my private key and they can recover it somehow like this this sounds like a um something that shouldn't be feasible to happen but anyway let's keep going so the this service um Ledger Recover encrypts the private key into three shards and then sends those shards to three different companies the companies are Ledger, CoinCover and Escrow Tech um users that opt in to using a ledger recovery which is purely something you need to opt into it's not uh yeah. it's not a service that's provided automatically you have to consent to it um they need to um, id themselves by doing kyc checks and the the three companies that hold those shards will use that kyc data to verify that it's you if you ever try and use this recovery service um to quote unquote reconstruct your private key Mm. Um, it's subscription based costs nine dollars a month um it isn't supported on nano s devices which uh, made a lot of people rush to try and get their hands on some of them um thankfully my uh well i don't know whether thankfully is the right word but my go-to devices are a nano s's so i'm yeah. kind of protected by this um so that's the tldr but the, the big deal is and i'm going to use Milk Road's quotes here, since they're one of the most popular newsletters in the Web3 space, they said, and I quote, Ledger is doing the one thing it said it would never do, access customers' private keys, albeit encrypted parts of them. Uh, plus, it's also making opted in users KYC themselves, and everyone still has trust issues from when Ledger had their uh, one of their customer names and address databases leaked uh, a few years ago. Um, so, yes, the, the crux of the 
whole issue revolves around several things. Um, one, for the longest time, Ledger said they would they don't have access to seed phrases. There's no way they have they would have access to seed phrases. I'm not going to say whether that's true or not. It's complicated. Like pretty much everything in this whole debate, it's complex and it's difficult and you need people much smarter than me and Rob to <laughs> to really get down into the technicalities of how it all works. Um, so there was there's that side of it where they've been saying for the longest time that this wouldn't be possible and now it is. Yeah. And two, well, I mean, that's, that's the main one, but two, kind of, as they've gone through this process and Ledger have done countless Twitter threads, Reddit posts, the old CEO of Ledger... Um, posted on Reddit today trying to explain the entire situation. He admitted it's an absolute mess and it's a PR disaster. Um, but they've they've spent a lot of time trying to explain why this isn't as bad as people think it is and why it isn't a massive security flaw and why it doesn't open any back doors. But nobody seems to really believe them. So, no. Um, I, I would ag- So I'd agree the comms was shit. But, but in their defense, I, I've now put a lot of time into trying to understand both sides of the argument and how this works and, and what it does. I don't know how you would condense it down into a press release that wouldn't cause this sort of storm on Twitter. I, I, it's just, there's too much nuance and there's too many ifs and there's there's too many sort of little vague sections. Um, I think where a lot of the outrage comes from is that a lot of ledger users didn't think it was possible yes. for private keys to be accessed from the outside, so to speak. They thought that essentially inside their ledger is a vault with their keys yep. in and nobody can get into that unless they have, you know, and well, nobody can get into that. That's the whole point. The yes. whole point of the hardware yeah. world is no, is no one get into that. Yeah. Um, so there, before I come back to this, because I, I think there's there's some there's a lot of misunderstandings. People had, were under misapprehensions yep. about how a hardware wallet works. Yep. The best criticism I've seen is the one I, I want to start with here because I think sure. it gives the best overview. It's from a guy called uh, ChainlinkGod.eth. Apparently, he's kind of a big deal in um, the Chainlink community. He, I mean, he's a god in the Chainlink community, <laughs> so it sounds. But he uh, he seems. He just seems to have a very good handle on this. And it happened to, I think it's gone quite viral within the Web3 community, this tweet. It happened to land on my feed. Uh, thanks, Elon. And it says, Ledger, the company that has experienced multiple security breaches that exposed the personal information of hundreds of thousands of its customers, now wants you to export your private keys from your hardware wallet and give fragments to them, CoinCover, and an unknown third party where any two can siphon funds. And to facilitate recovery, they need you to dox yourself and give even more of your personal information, allowing anyone with your identity documents, e.g. from other data breaches, to take your funds. This seems poorly thought. It's, yeah. it's a funny way of saying it. So for anyone that doesn't know, it was a while ago. I had to look this up because I couldn't remember when it was. Um, July 2020, a hacker exposed 270,000 customers' personal information um, including their physical address and phone number. Uh, <clears throat> so not great, not a great look. Um, so, <laughs> yeah, doxing yourself to them does, it, that's going to be, it is going to be a hard sell. As for, so the shard thing's interesting. Yeah. The, the shard, the, the whole crux of this relies on the shard thing. So essentially it splits your private keys, your seed phrases into three, and then it goes three different places and you have to access at least two to be able to get all of them. Yep. Now this this is really common in web3 this splitting of things into different um like different areas. I it is failed before and it I'm not sure it's as foolproof as it sounds. Like if you remember the Ronin hack that had nine nodes. That was like 600 million siphoned yeah. out of um, the Ronin sidechain. Yep. It had nine nodes and you needed five to sign a request. Yep. And the hacker managed to get the keys to four of them and then backdoored the fifth. Um, and that was nine. So, ah, I, don't, I just, 
I don't I don't love I don't love that idea. It does it, on paper it seems like such a good idea splitting three and then you know if one goes down you still got two fail saves but it just means people target more. They they'll target two rather than than one. I don't I don't know. I can certainly see why people are feeling a little uncomfortable about this. I won't be using it. And this is where I think the next problem comes. Because my my initial reaction was and I think I even said this to you. So they're doing a non custodial version of their hardware wallet. <laughs> um okay. Like as Ledger say, that they're aiming that at future customers. Yes. Uh, older generations like my my there's no way my mum I, there's no way I'd trust my mum to use a ledger. Sure. Um, it is very easy to mess up. And also, people are horrendously organised most of the time. Writing down their seed phrases, putting them somewhere, you're, I mean, there's just myriad uh, nightmare stories of people losing their seed phrases. Um, so this is aimed at that generation. And I thought, well, okay, if they're, if it's like a dichotomy where you have self-custodial which is what we want to use and we want our own key key phrases um and then you have the sort of non-custodial where you can at least well it's i mean it's not non-custodial it's still self-custodial with a fail safe like you can recover those if you were to lose them so i thought okay well that's fine that it's two different things but the problem comes from one level higher and that is that the firmware has the power to access those keys that that ledger can do anything to get to those keys a lot of people didn't know um and i think i think the the, the firmware is is a big point of confusion i think people don't uh, presumably everybody has been or everybody should be updating the firmware on their ledger regularly yes uh that is I was surprised that some people didn't know that firmware could affect most of their ledger. Like, of course, it, security isn't like a permanent state. Yeah, you need to update the firmware to adjust to things and make the device more secure. <laughs> so, the trust of Ledger has always been there. You've always had to trust Ledger, but I just don't think people realise that they could, they could get to the keys. Um, with a firmware update, which it, yeah. which they can. Yeah. I mean, that is exactly what that says. They can. Yeah, I, and I think that you've kind of touched on what I think the major kind of problem in this whole situation is. It's all just based off misunderstandings. Um, misunderstandings from a lot of the customer side, then also yeah. from ledger side, uh, almost a misunderstanding of people's reactions and their admittedly piss-poor attempts at trying to explain how any of this works. Um, yeah. And I think the they since they announced it, which was several days um, ago from when we were recording this, they their entire kind of PR or marketing strategy has just been let's keep over explaining, let's keep over explaining and over explaining and over explaining. Uh, and they've had a few customer support people say some dumb things on Twitter uh, and on Reddit, yeah. and it's just it's not made people feel safe and secure, and yeah. as if they should trust Ledger. And ultimately, when um, if you're any hardware wallet company be it well not even hardware wallet company but any company in web3 where you have to use your wallet to sign into a service or to interact with transactions or whatever it is you need to trust the platforms that you're using and yeah ledger has uh, i don't think they've meant to but they've taken a lot of backward steps in that respect um over the past few days um mm -hmm. just looking at um, the previous CEO, um, Eric Larshevek, I hope that's somewhat close to the correct uh, correct pronunciation. Um, but he he linked to uh, he he basically apologised and said, "Hey, you know, if I was effectively if I was here, I would hope this sort of thing wouldn't have happened. I made a few mistakes during my time. Blah 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 blah. It's a PR issue, etc." But he linked to um, a thread by another user who went through the the facts about the hardware wallets and how they work yeah. and the top comments on that reddit post i think epitomizes the situation which is a, from a user called florian995 said and i quote what i learned is that i know nothing about the wallet i'm using <laughs> and Fair that enough. pretty much sums up a lot of yeah. the kind of the backlash here and there's a reply to this that says a lot of people have misunderstood ledger stating 
that the seed phrase cannot be extracted as the physical hardware is what prevents this when logically yeah. that could never be true everyone yeah. is acting like their ledger is now useless because of this and screaming about getting a trezor when trezor has a very similar recovery option and um, a lot of people are showing their complete lack of understanding of both the technological hardware they are using and their understanding of crypto on software and are just jumping on board the outrage train uh, i don't think that's that might be a controversial take to some but i don't think it's a bad um a bad look at the the situation as a whole right now I it's think that's... definitely it's definitely not far off uh, i'm i feel <laughs> i feel like ledger were probably a little bit confused right because they've, they've said okay so you can opt into this firmware update that gives you the recover service and then people are like wait you have the ability to access our so, keys through firmware updates yeah how can you how can you add this in how can you add that as a feature and then ledger are like we can always do that <laughs> we just, yeah. I mean, although, we just well, never did ultimately it's it, it's a misunderstanding of phrases like hardware wallet and things like cold storage and I know that's not saying that I no. I kind of blame the people that are outraged about this because I don't because I think Ledger's made have done an incredibly bad job of actually explaining how this works but yeah, I think that the so. perception from a lot of people was hey there's inside my Ledger device there is a, a chip or some kind of storage like an, I don't know some type of SSD or something I don't know that stores my seed phrase and that is there's no way anyone can ever access that or interact with it and it, it's on there and you know if i never plug my you know let's say i do use it as a cold wallet so you know very very rarely if ever connect it to my house very very rarely if ever connect it to the internet use it to store um you know your most prize nfts or your largest bag of crypto or whatever um a lot of people think well hey if i if i never connect it to the internet and oh i connect it very rarely then it's very secure whereas in fact like with literally anything electronic the second you plug it into anything that has internet access yeah. things can be done to it whether it's a firmware update a software update like my god i've got half a dozen things like plugged into my pc right now um I hope my setup is secure and you know I run antivirus checks and all this other stuff so I don't think any of my machinery are compromised but is it possible that they could be absolutely you yeah know, your smart fridge could be compromised if you have a smart microwave the possibility is there for whatever data or information is on the, the storage within that to be available to people that's just that's how modern electronics work and yeah. i think that's a lot of people thought you know ledger devices this just wasn't possible at all though they'd come up with some cryptographic way to obscure it all and it just these sorts of interactions weren't possible when at the end of the day it it is and this ledger recover service doesn't really change all too much um although i do definitely understand why people would be annoyed about a, a you know a key being sharded and then sent to third parties that feels like the kind of thing that you should really discuss with your customers way in advance and then get mm. their feedback rather than saying hey we're pushing a firmware update tomorrow and it's going to enable this service to anyone who wants it because you people are going to have questions as they did here uh, and I yeah. think people weren't very happy that they woke up, checked Reddit, and realized that, oh, there's a service that I can now pay for that sends my KYC info and shards my keys everywhere. I think that's yeah. the that's what a lot of people got worked up about. Yeah, I think I think the the word trustlessness gets thrown around a lot. Yes. And I think it's become a little bit conflated with what that means. The trustlessness was is in web three generally refers to transparency yeah um and smart contracts executions of things it, it's not companies can't be you, can, you can't really operate in a trustless way in fact um i looked it up the cto is charles guillaume and i watched two things with him which since the announcement so he's been a busy busy guy um, all been. doing damage control <laughs> um but he's he's like essentially their security guy he's cto but he i mean what tech are you 
focusing on ledger security. <laughs> uh, and he said, he was talking about that trustless thing. And yep. he was like, it, it's, it's, not, it's not possible at all to store your own crypto and for it to be trustless. And he said, yep. if you were to do that, the only way you could do that is build a full stack, like computer, develop yep. all the software on it to run it. It's, it's just not possible. <laughs> um, so I think people need to shed that illusion yeah, I, mean, I ulti- get that it's surprising. Well, ultimately, if you're buying a Ledger device, you're trusting Ledger with... All yeah. the, like, the same if you bought a Trezor or you bought any other hardware wallet, you have to trust them, ultimately, that they have your best, you know, security needs in mind with the, the products yeah. and the services that they offer. So it's... Although I understand people's reticence, it's very much a case, well, if you trusted ledger up till now i don't think the new service in a literal sense changes all too much it's i i I don't believe that ledger has now taken a completely different direction when it comes to user security i think they've just created a new service and severely underestimated how their customers would react to it and and then did a piss poor job of explaining how it actually works um to be fair up to this point not doing the best job of explaining how their hardware wallets work at all which the ex-CEO kind of talked about in his Reddit post. Right. It was like, hey, you as customers have this impression that, you know, we never had access to any of these things or firmware couldn't change any of this, et cetera, when that just isn't true. And it yeah. isn't true for practically all hardware wallets unless, as you say, you build your own complete stack and run your own security, which is yeah. not feasible for newcomers or even people that are in the industry like do you want to buy all the hardware to run a full stack and sell it it's, all it's, up yourself it's, it's difficult what um charles was saying is it it's arguably impossible because yeah. a lot of the software they use um has been like in development for i think he i don't know if he was exaggerating he's like some of the software has been being made for 50 years like you you can't just bang <laughs> bang it up quickly and <laughs> it, it's just it, it's absurd but I guess there are multiple multiple problems here. So, Ledger has done what they... I don't think they ever said they wouldn't do this. A lot of people are saying that. I've seen that reported in places. I don't imagine they never said that that, that they would change anything on the firmware that would change... I don't, perhaps they did. But th- this is what mass onboarding will look like. We, yes. we know this. We don't have a better way at the moment. And this is, that is unambiguously what this this firmware update optional firmware update is for yep. is for older generations and as they put it future customers that perhaps don't want control of everything um that's fine so i, th- I think that bit's fine but then you've still got the other problems that the chain link god guy saying i have to dox my <laughs> dox myself to a company that has already had a major data breach yeah th- th- that i get the yes. sharding feels like it feels like the best option perhaps that they had um but it also feels like more points of failure i i mean i just i i don't i don't love that i won't be using i won't be using it but then right. some people are put off just by the fact that it can happen they don't want to what's your i just don't know what your alternative is though i really don't i i hope no. somebody can explain to me let's say these people that are outraged and like yeah. no way somebody's made a back door to my keys I mean, that's not what's happened, but no. um, someone's made a backdoor to my keys. It's now possible for that firmware update to find its way into my computer. Yeah. I'm not using Ledger anymore. But like you said, it's the same, it's the same gig more or less across the board. I yeah. don't know where you go or what you do to avoid that problem. I think it's going to be very difficult for Ledger to get those customers back who are very... Uh, who have been put yeah. off by Ledger because of this. Um, and it's... Yeah, it's... As I've already said on this podcast, me and Rob don't have the the depth of technical knowledge to get of you know, down to the metal, as as I say, with why this is um, possibly, again, kind of uh, stepping back a little here, but possibly not as big of a deal as people are making out. Um, but I was, I was just reading over the ex-CEO's statement again, and even in his words where he admits there's been a lot of problems he i wouldn't say he goes out of his way to 
to say things that are, are likely to rile people up, but I mean, I'm just going to take a, I'm just going to take a quote from, from his statement here. So he says, the mistake of some of the quote unquote power user community is to become batshit crazy and start writing stuff like there is a backdoor from day one or the government has taken over Ledger. The hard truth, which should be confirmed by many experts, uh, is that nothing has changed. Absolutely nothing has changed. The security models are the same than before you knew Ledger Recover existed. Uh, what has changed is the perspective some of you had on trustlessness, which appears to be much more nuanced than you thought. And as this is a very sensible subject, many became extremely angered because they felt lied to. I understand this point of view, but it's important to also be reasonable, take a deep breath and actually think about the facts. If you think Ledger did a terrible thing by not being relentless enough on security, um, they've taken shortcuts. And if you thought at the time when you bought the device, you would never have bought it if you had known this wasn't a fully trustless solution, then I get your point of view. But if your only take is to jump on the hate bandwagon and yell, quote, there is a back door when you don't have any understanding of what you're saying, then it's a free country. But at the end, the real victims will be the noobs who in panic will try to offload their crypto from Ledger, make stupid mistakes and lose it all. <laughs> like, I think if you're trying to build goodwill... Yeah, he oh, I mean, did that a bit. But he's the ex CEO, right? He but, doesn't I care. I mean, he's he has he said in, in the comments he's kind of been replying to um, some members of the new team, but it seems they get on well. But it's strange that he titles this post "My Personal View on the PR Disaster" and then goes on to say that. I mean, I kind of like that post. I, I think he he makes a lot of good points. Um, most people don't understand it, but then I don't. Oh, well, I don't. I, I don't most understand of the people how people listen to this. <laughs> no, but well, I guess it goes. It's how far you want to go down into it. So yeah. we we wouldn't understand how to backdoor it. No. Um, but then I don't think you really need to understand to just know that everybody was wrong in thinking that you couldn't access the keys through firmware. Mm. So there, there's a way of software so so here are the two the there's two points that I, we haven't covered yet that i think are relevant sure um one is what happens if so ignorance is bliss right well, yes. when we get these firmware updates we're like brilliant that's more secure brilliant that's more secure brilliant yep. that's more secure and now we're like okay but it has access to the keys so what if there's like a rogue update or yeah. what if there's a there's a security flaw in one of the updates that gets rolled out now that's gone from being annoying to potentially disastrous. Yes. I think that's a fair criticism yes. to raise. Right. Yeah. Um, the other one is not my criticism, it's someone else's, but I thought it was a very good point. Um, they were worried that they, I mean, they were properly on the hate bandwagon, but I think they had some sense underneath the hate. They said, don't be fooled by this being optional now. It'll be mandatory at some point, or words to those effects. Yeah. And I thought, well, no, that sounds a bit ridiculous. And then someone else unpacked that and said, governments will see this, and, and perhaps if people, loads of people are losing money in their, you know, constituency or whatever nation state, yep. will say, I want this mandatory in our country. And that's when you start having problems because that, that really is a slippery slope. And then there is no such thing as self custodial. Yeah. I think on this latter one, it's probably inevitable. Um, that not just Ledger, but other hardware wallet companies, software wallet companies, uh, either already have been or will be approached at some point in future by government. Because let's say, you know, in this country, when um, the war in Ukraine kicked off and the government wanted to seize a lot of the assets held by Russian nationals Russians, in this country, yeah. let's say those nationals had all of their funds in crypto. Well, the government probably still wants a way to enact sanctions on those people and you know prevent them from moving money around and you know trading in various assets and things so i can understand governments wanting that control but they I, and this is just on me this is my personal belief i think at some point that is likely to happen um that i mean that's you've got one step above that's <laughs> I, I was I was suggesting that they might force them to safeguard their citizens. What you're saying is the the like it can't be a bankless solution. They still want access. I think I think that would be almost the end of Web three. If, yes. if they could do that, that that would be 
that removes most of the benefits of cryptocurrencies. Yes. Like in terms of as finance, like cryptocurrencies. Yeah, it does. That and I think a lot of the point of them. Ledger has been saying, um, uh, you know, all the people have been saying this is, is ridiculous. And of course, they're going to say that. I, I, I'm not too conspiratorially minded. Like, I don't think there's anything going on in the back door right now that's not being told about us. But I can totally understand from a legislative point of view and from the yeah. point of view of governments and lawmakers, etc., that they may be interested in ways to get their hands on crypto assets that are held by people that, for whatever reason, they dislike. The same way, you know, bank accounts can be locked down in the UK or assets can be seized or whatever the case may be. It's If there's a way people can store their wealth away, whether it's in, you know, tax havens or cryptocurrency, then people will want or lawmakers and governments will want ways to go after those um, those you know new avenues of storing your wealth away. But, but anyway, um, I think on the... Could you repeat the latter one? It was about... Oh, the last one was about um, that. Yeah, the last one was about it uh, being mandatory. Um, what did I say before that? Uh, I don't remember. But in any case, I think... What I'd like to touch on real quick is a lot, a, lot, a lot of this has brought up questions from people about, okay, can we trust any hardware wallets? What does this mean for my sense of ownership? Um, my, the general security of my, my cryptocurrency and my NFTs. And I think it, it goes back to, for example, in the real world scenario, if I bank with... Barclays, I don't, but as an example, if I did, then I have to trust Barclays that they'll hold my money and yeah. give my money to me when I ask for it. Um, that is, in a sense, the same way wallets work, whether it's software or hardware. If I have a MetaMask wallet and, and you know, then I, I don't know, let's say I buy two ETH then I have to trust that MetaMask will facilitate that transaction if I go to OpenSea and then try to buy an NFT that's worth half an ETH. Yeah. So it's how do how do you uh, how do you perceive uh, the sense of ownership? But it's the same as how people perceive trustlessness in this situation, where I think a lot of people's concept of what you know ownership and trustlessness is is different to what it actually is I, yeah. I i would say my cash money that's in my bank i own that money that's how i would think even though it's stored by a third party like, i don't have stacks of cash in my apartment like i don't have no. paper money no i don't <laughs> but then, you know this, this is this is when you really like, get to the crux of of the the issues have with uh, the issues that the community has had with with what's happened with Ledger this week, and it's yeah, it, it's made people kind of take a step back and I guess reconsider just how trustless and how ownership centric the the crypto space is, because it it doesn't seem to be as, or at least from the community's point of view, doesn't seem to be as trustless and you know open source and as people thought but i mean as we've said nothing's really changed if you trust ledger i mean yes there are concerns as to why you might not trust ledger that have lost customer data before yeah. <laughs> but if you if you trusted ledger up to this point there doesn't seem to be at least from the way i see it too much a reason to not trust them um if you don't want to use the ledger recovery service and i would totally understand why just don't use it um, I don't know what your take is on I mean, that. It's but... basically that I I I won't be using it. Um, the the news that firmware can get in that little vault in my ledger is new to me, but it's not new. No. Um, that's that's always been the case. So I guess I kind of have to accept that. As for the concerns over, you know, it could become this could become mandatory. There, there's no. In an old stand-up from Jimmy Carr, 
he was he made a joke about a sign that showed huge falling boulders and he's like what am i going to do with that information because yeah. I mean, you're just going to get squashed or you don't get squashed i mean yeah. there's there's nothing you can do that so it's it's the same it's the same thing with this like a lot of this i i, don't, I mean what am i what am i doing with the information i'm not changing anything i don't know where to move crypto to that would be safer self custodial yeah, exactly. and safer i think all all hardware wallets have firmware that presumably i really imagine this is this is true across the board so unless someone innovates and finds a way of of but i mean what's the point the whole point of a hardware wallet the, or the firm what is the firmware doing other than you know it, you've got the apps there for different cryptocurrencies yep and then you've got the security side of things <laughs> it's not a complex device in terms of usability no. it, it really only has one purpose so the firmware updates are going to be security it's just I don't I don't know how this is really actionable other than opting not opting to go in for the the recoverer service which I I won't I won't be doing um, and I, I, I it's just it's just such a difficult one there's so many there's so many layers to this because and yeah. there's so many um, hypotheticals you know they could get hacked um, people didn't know that they were as vulnerable as perhaps they are even though it's not really that vulnerable and. There is, there's no such thing as trustlessness um, when it comes to this kind of thing. And no. like you were talking about banks, as if um, not you. <laughs> this isn't a shot at you. I'm saying <laughs> people people say people feel comfortable putting their money in Barclays, but people feel comfortable putting their money in well, like Northern Rock, yeah, like and uh, Silicon Valley and Silvergate yeah, or, and the rest or, of them, yeah. Or look at Greece, like yeah, they, or, or you know, there's mi there's a million examples where you, you can get your own cash out of your own bank. So nothing's really different here um there is trust involved i generally trust ledger i like my ledger device i will keep using it and i won't have the recover feature on it yep um am i a little bit more on edge about it than i was perhaps yes <laughs> i i was also naive i didn't i didn't think i didn't think the fur you could install firmware that right so yeah this isn't this is one little element we haven't i guess unpacked sure. properly is that Right now, as I understand it, your firmware cannot access your seed phrases. Yeah. But the the issue is that they can install firmware that can remotely yes. as well, obviously. So um, right now, there isn't a way into my nano device that can get into Little Vault and take my seed phrases and then my money. But it, it is possible to have firmware that would do that. Um, I th I think you're actually going to see people not updating any firmware from. I think there'll be a lot of people that don't update, which yeah. could be catastrophic yes. if down the line someone finds a flaw in um, whatever the most recent version is. But again, the um, in either case, you have to trust that Ledger's security. Even if you decide to not update the firmware, you have to trust that Ledger's security up till then is okay and there's well, no yeah. flaws in it exactly so and, and, that's, and then, then if you it, can't do yeah, that yeah if you don't update and then your devices are compromised then and you, you, you know can't, presumably you can't accidentally install this firmware because you have to upload id and stuff to register for it yeah well i think for the firmware it, as long as you have your ledger plugged into a device and you open ledger live you can choose to update your firmware um but for the what, to this to the recover version well yes but to do the if you wanted to use ledger recover you'd go through a separate yeah. kyc process etc so yeah um they're not enforcing kyc on anyone yet um which is it's very strange a lot, a, lot of the, a lot of the people in the in the ledger camp have been um saying oh i understand people's people might not want to use the service i won't be using it personally well i think ha, huh, that's a almost sounds like you don't have faith in your own new system i, I think it's just <laughs> but it's kind of you're between a rock and a hard place aren't you because yeah, if they said if they said uh i'm going to be using this recover thing people were like aren't you like a crypto bro like are you going to be technologically minded why why are you using non-custodial and then if they say oh no you know i still want uh custody yeah. of my own and then you're like well oh, don't you trust your service like they can't win well i i remember distinctly listening to ledgers uh, one of the first ledger twitter spaces they did on the day that this news came out um 
and one one person came. I can't remember their name, and they're like, "Hey, can you be honest about like the new attack vectors, and does yeah. this compromise my device in any way?" And say for for a good amount of time they're like hey it doesn't introduce any new attack vectors blah 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 blah. the guy cut in and said well hey if i use this ledger recovery service i'm uploading kyc surely that introduces new attack vectors and they were like oh yeah if you use our service and it, it, it introduces theoretical attack vectors but there's nothing there's no attack vectors in the hardware itself which uh it do you know me I hadn't heard the term attack vectors as much <laughs> as I have in the last three days. It's mad. That is such an obscure phrase, and I just keep hearing it. But, I mean, you can't argue. It has. Yeah. Of course it has. You can't add more complexity to something without adding more potential vulnerabilities. Yeah. yeah. I mean, as simple as that, surely. Yeah. I mean, ultimately, anyone who uses any hardware wallet, doesn't matter what it is, is using it because they want their assets to be safe. They could yeah. have $50 in crypto. They could have 500K. At the end of the day, they just want their crypto, their NFTs, their assets to be secure. Has what Ledger have done uh, with this update and the way they've communicated impacted the way people feel about the security of their Ledger devices? Yes. Has it, in a theoretical sense, and if you don't decide to use the service, put or made any changes that actually made your device less secure, I would err on the side of no. If you uh. decide to use Ledger Recover and you have to use KYC, then yes. Should people try and understand more about the devices they're using? Yes, although admittedly in Ledger's case, and to be fair with wider crypto, if we want mass onboarding, mass market, etc. We have to make these things easier for people and we have to give them ways to recover their assets if for whatever reason they lose their, you know, their seed phrase, their keys, whatever. So that's pretty much it, yeah. really. I'm going to ask you one question to conclude. Sure. Is, is, so not, I'm not necessarily focusing on the brand here, mm -hmm. but is the Ledger cold wallet still the safest way to store your own crypto do you think i will i'm not i'm not going to focus on ledger but i'll say for hardware yeah. wallets more generally are your assets more secure if you use a hardware wallet than if you use a software wallet in or most exchange or a lot of people store that. A lot yeah, of you really store be, shouldn't be storing your assets on exchanges. Yeah, that is bottom yeah, tier, that's for sure. <laughs> rule number one, if you have any substantial oh, yeah. amount of crypto, please do not store it on exchanges. Get it off the exchange. Um, Look how it. many have gone under. Please yeah. stop so, it. So, yeah, bottom rung on the ladder is exchanges. If you don't have a hardware wallet, software wallet's next best thing, right? You know, get your... You know, get up your MetaMask and go stick all your crypto and your NFTs in that. Do oh, can I just throw in a caveat there? Sure. Um, if you're well organized and use, you know, you're you're organized and won't lose track of things. Spread them. Oh, yeah. spread your assets across multiple cold, uh, hot wallets. Yeah, um, software wallets. So have multiple MetaMasks if possible, or you know, just spread it out a little bit. Don't have all your eggs in one basket because it's so. I mean, how many times have we seen in the last couple of years people on Twitter saying lost access to my MetaMask, lost all my crypto. Yeah, I've seen it at least every yeah. month and a half, two months probably. Yeah, just so yeah. Don't whether, do whether it's with software or hardware wallets, if you've got any substantial amount of of assets, spread just, it. Yeah, just spread them. Um, yeah, but yes, just are, spread I mean, them. <laughs> but, <laughs> but I mean, at the end of the day, your question is: Are hardware wallets more secure than software wallets? Yes, and the answer is yes. Yeah, I think so. I don't whether you use a ledger or a trezor or something more niche. Yeah. Yes, your assets are more secure with a uh, hardware wallet than they are with software. Why? Well, because your device, unless you have it physically plugged into something, is offline. If you use yeah, if you use MetaMask, then in theory, and again, a lot of this is just purely hypothetical, theoretical stuff. Then there is far more, uh, far more attack vectors to use that phrase again. Whereas it, with a say. hardware wallet, there's far less. Do you have to trust whoever is providing you with your hardware wallet? Yes, you have to trust yeah. Ledger and you have to trust Trezor. Because at the end of the day, 
they're their devices. If people thought that this ledger update um, is not being done with the best security vectors in mind for everybody, then what the hell did they think six months ago? Like, up till now, yeah. you've... You, you get a device shipped to you by Ledger that has a chip on it with their code on. Yeah. Theoretically, that code can do anything, could do anything Ledger wants to, yet you've trusted them up to this point that they've built it with your security, your keys, your, you know, your assets and your security in mind. Same goes for Trezor, same goes for Metamask, Bitsky, whoever it is. Yeah. And... It it boils down to that, really. Um, if you trust that these companies have your best interests at art, you have nothing to worry about. I can understand if your confidence has been knocked. If it has, go look at other options. But I still think that, at the end of the day, you're much better off using a hardware wallet from any number of providers than you are just using a software wallet or sticking your crypto on an exchange like a lunatic. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I have nothing really to add other than I reckon if someone were to mute this podcast and watch your last rant on mute it would look as if you're dropping a rap album <laughs> that, that would be my i i just it occurred to me halfway through when you're because in case anyone doesn't know johnny's currently standing oh yeah I'm, 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 i my pc's fixed for anyone who's uh been running about that so six months your after it gesticulation broke. is is far <laughs> far more profound when you're standing it, it um, is so, so i liked it i liked it it was a, it was a passionate speech and i have nothing to add to that it's been a complex and tiring episode. It has. Uh, and, this... and please, for anyone who just listened to my rant or this episode in general, go and do more research if this is something that you're worried about. Me and Rob are not experts. Sure. The Ledger staff have said all sorts of other things, um, but there's tons of independent you know, posts and Twitter threads and yeah. whatever it is that you can go and look up. So go and read that if you want some more reassurement or you want to really decide whether ledger is right for you or not yeah i mean that, that's essentially all we did for well, all we do with any story that breaks is deep dive it we yep. read every thread and any technological person that, that breaks it down i've read i've read probably 10 different twitter threads from people who are well respected i've listened to two um interviews with charles guillemet who's the cto of ledger um i've read multiple articles on coindesk and cointelegraph and i mean that's all you can do is just just educate yourself as much as possible the only thing i'd warn you is that that does feel like a quite a low ceiling of information yeah. like you i feel like everything we've given you you're going to get in a million different ways and then you're going to hit a kind of roof yeah. because this is one thing we should just throw in right at the end is that <clears throat> a lot of people are pressuring them to make this uh, code open source and to make it more trustless uh, I don't know how I feel about that. I I, I don't know. It's so, I, I don't I don't really think it changes much. But in, in one of the one of the threads, uh, sorry, one of the Twitter posts that the ex CEO of Ledger linked to, um, he has a very yeah. qu short sentence on this, which says, um, "Open source is somewhat of a solution, but only in two cases. Um, one, you can read and check the software that gets published, compile the software yep. and use that. Or two, you wait six months and hope someone else has checked things out before clicking on an update." Yeah. Exactly. So, and, uh, and the people that are suggesting is some sort of measure to like a, a safeguard against le ledger doing something dishonest, or uh, I think that what's the point? You're not going to you're not going to trust. You're just not going to trust anyone. What's the yeah. point? You just and you need to build your own stack. So good luck. I would think the best way to wrap it up is just with the end of that uh, same Twitter thread. Uh, sorry, not Twitter thread. Reddit post that I was just quoting. Okay. Says um, in the end, the truth is that it's all about trust. Who do you trust? How do you verify that trust? The reality is that people do not verify. Go buy a wallet from people that you can trust, um, Airgap if possible, and don't update the firmware unless it's well checked and give it a few months if you have any yeah, concerns. At the end of the day, that's all you can do. And, and just yeah. hope oh, that there's competent people doing the security and that you're buying your devices from companies you can trust. And that's it. Cool. Great. Okay. So... Rant over. <laughs> Hopefully, we did we quell any fears? Did we make it worse I, or what? Let us know, please. Yeah, if you if you have any thoughts on that, or you know, it would be very interesting to hear your guys' takes. There's been a couple of people in, um, at least the NFT inside of Discord that have been discussing this yeah. um, over the past few days. So, yeah, go let us know in our Discords um, and on our various social medias. It's uh, at Mint One Pod on Twitter. Of course, if you're on YouTube, like, comment, subscribe would be great. 
mm-hmm. yes, comment with your thoughts. And if you're on Apple Podcasts or Spotify, a five-star podcast review would be great. But other than that, Rob, where can we find you? You can find me at tokengamer.io where we've got daily blockchain gaming news. We have an enormous giveaway that is coming up. I think I'm launching it. I'm launching it with the next few days of recording this. So it may be up when this goes live. Uh, it's a big one and no one knows it's coming yet, uh, this giveaway. So it, it's quite cool. There's a lot of, um, I'll give you a clue. It's keys to get into a game. And that game is going to be running a tournament with a lot of money on the line. Um, to be earned so exciting uh, look out for that Token Gamer app still being a pain in our ass as we <laughs> fix various bugs uh, and things it is uh, it should be working perfectly now if you have any problems with it please let us know um, we are fixing the notification bug because it wasn't always doing push notifications which is our favourite feature um, anything else to look at LinkedIn we're on, we're on LinkedIn we're posting there quite a lot uh, come find us there Twitter at Token Gamer News yeah, that'll do. Um, John? Okay, so for uh, for the latest Web3 news, NFT news, gaming news, etc., it's nftinsider.io or at nftinsider underscore io on Twitter and Instagram are the two main ones, though we're on a bunch of other platforms as well. Uh, for me personally, it's at hydropowered, H-Y-D-R-O-P-W-R-D on Twitch, Twitter, Instagram, TikTok, Clubhouse, Reddit, uh, some other ones as well. Um, Twitter, Twitter is uh, I don't think on AOL Ask Jeeves uh, not Ask Jeeves RuneScape you can get me Oof. there although you have to oh. input all the rest of the uh, the vowels that I've taken out the second half of but yeah you can you can find me everywhere Twitter's the, the best one tweet at me let me know your thoughts on this whole ledger debacle okay. um, I think that is it for episode 65 of the Moment One Podcast. Thank you very much for watching, everybody. As we said, like, subscribe, five cast, five, five cast, five star podcast review, five comment, cast. blah blah blah, all that good stuff. And we hope you guys tune in again next week. Mm-hmm.